Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm back here with Nick. What's up, Nick? Good afternoon. It is afternoon. Yes. How are we doing? Very well. Enjoying the warm weather? No, it's yeah, it's very toasty down here, um, and I'm not a big fan of warm weather in London at the best of times. So I'll be glad yeah. in a couple of weeks when autumn is upon us, or a fall is upon us, as uh, the, the highest percentage of our listeners would call it. Yeah, you say that, but we've had a pretty shit summer in the UK, so it's like a bit of a late, True. late run of nice weather. But you have it about five, five degrees warmer than than. Check it out, listeners. Me and Nick haven't spoken for so long that we're just having to talk about the weather here. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's either that or children and <laughs> work at the moment for me. So you're, so I rely on you to fill me in and actually what has been going on. Yeah, let's get into some of that. Big one for us. Did you check out MXPX's new album that came out very recently? Yeah, probably not as much as much as you have, but yeah, yeah. I've definitely given it a, a couple of listens already. Attempted to put my wife through it um, during a car journey, but it was rejected. <laughs> um, so I had to find some time outside of that kitchen cooking scenario. Those kind always, of always those works. kind of times. Got it. Yeah. Um. Out of interest, how many songs did you get in when you when you played it with uh, Lucy? I didn't know. I didn't even get it on. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It was just, there was the suggestion to put it on. And, um, <laughs> Okay, so on the times you have listened to it, what what are your initial thoughts on it? I still don't think it's their best, but um, it's better than I think some of the recent releases. Yeah, um, got a bit more of a older feel, though. I think I feel like older yeah. MXPX style. Um, I can't. I'm sure I, I sent you the track that really stood out for me. Yeah, you did. Was, I, yeah. I forget what it's called. It was what? It, yeah, it was one that I'm not a big fan of. It was one of the harder ones. I forget what it's That's called. That's probably why it was um, mountains to climb. No, that yeah. was the one I sent you. Uh, I'm you just said, looking at my screenshots. You you said ready you. to ready to rage. I ready think to was the rage. One you liked. There yeah. we go. Ready to rage. <laughs> I was just looking at WhatsApp. <laughs> um, yeah, ready to rage was one of my favorites. And yeah. Mount Climb was one of yours. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, Great chorus on this, you said. Yeah, there and we you go. You also said, oh no, you just said new MXPX going in. Listened once through, thought it was all right. Second listen, I'm impressed. I've done your review for you, basically. Exactly. Which... Anything else to add on those two points? I think I agree with you. It's, it, it's, it's not like the glory days. Um but it is better than other recent releases. I feel like their last one, their self-titled one, all the fans absolutely lapped it up, apart from you and me. And um, they're lapping up this one. And I feel like you and me are a bit different from everyone again, but we're more on board this time. I don't, don't know what, what their process is these days. And if it, ever, if it differs to, well, it must do, you know, like all kind of got jobs and doing different things and they, uh, you know, I do, is their writing process any different than what it was back in the day or did Mike always sit down and write everything himself was it or was it a collaborative journey or um... well, it'd be nice to get them all on the show to ask questions like that oh uh, I'm working on that okay fair enough I'll try and get on board for that one yeah 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 definitely all three that's the amb- that's the ambition I have but we'll right. see I'd be yeah. happy with just Mike again to be honest 
Yes, always always good to chat to. Yeah, yeah. And I guess chatting, uh, talking about previous guests, uh, you've been hanging out with with Pete Munters recently as well. Whilst he was in London, yeah, he's yeah, he's that... released, he's brought a, a re-release, a vinyl re-release, hasn't he? Uh, well, I, I I I think it's the first vinyl pressing. Um, oh, it was never never pressed originally. I think so. Um, don't hold me to that. But anyway, it's a new pressing from uh, their first. So, so yeah, as Nick says, this is uh, Pete, Peter Munters from Over It, a band that we both really, really like. Uh, their first album, Timing Is Everything, is getting there. Maybe it's a repressing, but it's a it's a new it's new Over It activity, and it's uh, it looks it looks great. It's um, I think it's coming out sort of October kind of time. We're hoping to get Peter on the show sort of around the release, which would be great. But yeah, yeah, as as Nick says, he was he was in London. He reached out, and we hung out a couple of times. Um, it was great to meet his family as well. Um, my wife came came out on the last night as well, and yeah, we we had had some good times. And yeah, he's 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 such a great guy. And he's great company, has great stories. Um, yeah, can't can't say went, anything, but but good things about that guy. You went to see a show as well, didn't you? What did you what did you go and see with him? Yeah, we did. We went to see Pulley, you know, like uh, the nineties oh, yeah. uh, sort of skate punk band. They they were playing New Cross Inn, and I I kind of so him and I were meeting on the Friday while he was here for the week, and I was suggesting things he could do, and I was like, oh, and also um, randomly Pulley are playing in London Wednesday, and he was just like, fuck, he was like, let let's do it, let's go to that. So we ended up going, and it was quite funny when we got to the venue just before they took the stage. He kind of tapped one of them on the shoulder, and they sort of turned around, <laughs> did a double take, and they were like, "What are you doing here?" Because I think over it played with them a lot back in the day. Yeah, nice, nice. But uh, yeah, that was great fun. That was great fun. Yeah, yeah, really, really good to see him. And um, yeah, as I say, hopefully he'll be appearing on this this show very soon. Good. Anything else been on your radar recently? I did have a listen to. Um... The new Spanish Love Songs record last week. What and did you think of that? Yeah, so I a couple of good tracks on it. Um I'm not a massive, massive fan of theirs. Yeah. Um I, I can't say I am. I was listening to a bit of the front bottoms as well, which I have kind of listened to a bit in the past. They've got a new record out, and they're kind of in a bit of a similar category, I guess, in terms of style. Yeah. Um and I would say that the Spanish Love Songs record's definitely better than that from Bottoms one. Uh, you listen to either of those? Uh, I tried the Spanish Love Songs one out of curiosity, but it's not—it's it's not my—it's not my thing. I didn't—I didn't get through it all. Uh, no disrespect to them. Uh, great to see them doing well, but um, I'd rather if I was listening to them, I'd rather just be done with it and listen to the men singers. Who have had a couple of new songs themselves recently, which sound great. Uh, yeah. I think they have an album coming out in October, next month, I think. So are they? All right, that. cool. Yeah, they've got a UK tour lined up for quite a big run of tours, haven't they, for next next year? Yeah, yeah. I I just booked to see go to one of the London shows, so looking forward to that. Yeah, my brother messaged me about Newcastle actually. So oh yeah, um, yeah. So try and get along to that a rare night out. Love Breakers are in in London a couple of times in. October, so that'll be good. And um 
obviously. I saw there were supporting um, Circa Waves as well. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're playing with Circa Waves, uh, the Grimsby date of that tour. So that that's that's a great one, and yeah. So have have those, and then obviously you and I are going out to Northern Ireland. That's not yeah. that far away. A couple of months away. We're yeah, going to see the Love Breakers boys play with Elvana, which is always a laugh. So that should be good. Do some sightseeing whilst we're up out there. Yeah, yeah, you'll have you'll have to show me around. I've never I've never been, and I I know you've been out there. Yeah, you've been out there a few times with work, right? Yeah, Belfast, very cool, cool city. Aside from that, yeah, been been blaring a lot of over it recently. Just you know, with uh, what we were talking about before, that's been cool. But that's it, really. That's it. Nice one. Well, I've no no idea who even you're introducing here, so. Do you want to just do that and I'll find out? Today I had uh, Rishi, Rishi. Apologies, Rishi. I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name. I think I think it's Bal, but if I get that wrong, I, I do apologize. So Rishi Bal from, uh, he, he sings for Eternal Boy, but he also is the creator and m- the main guy for Four Chord Festival, which has become a huge thing over in Pittsburgh. I spoke to him a couple of weeks after the festival and it was, it was great. I mean, we... Essentially, you what you're about to hear now is me and him becoming best friends, and uh, yeah, just listen to a bromance be born here, right? But I mean, you would know how to pronounce his last name if you were best friends, so you That's need true. to work. You need to work on that. That's true. Anyway, roll interview. Firstly, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate you uh, spending some time. Well, I guess this afternoon for me, morning for you. I'm happy to be here. I'm sorry that I had to put it off. It was. It's been a it's been a crazy last uh, couple months for me, but I am glad yeah. to be here, and uh, I am stoked to uh, to talk to you over the pond. And I think actually the timing as it as it works out is actually better because we were we were going to speak, I guess, like just before your festival, and then I, I would have been fighting to get the get the episode edited and out like before it as a little thing, you know, kind of looking to it, and like it was it was a little tight. So this way, it kind of. It, I think it works better because I get to hear all about it and there's less time pressure on my end as well, you know. Definitely, definitely. I'm down. I'm stoked to be here. Nice. So where are you Pittsburgh-based? I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is like the headquarters for Eternal Boy, which is my band, and then it's the headquarters yep. for Four Chord Music Festival, which is uh, the full-time job I never thought that I would ever have. Um, well, one of many full-time jobs that I have. but um, yeah. And yeah, so Pittsburgh, PA is where it's at. Best city in the United States you've ever made it out here. I've owned, I've been to the states, the states several times, but it's been, I'm ashamed to say, the West Coast every time. I haven't, nice. I haven't branched out, so I do, I do need to venture to to Pittsburgh definitely because I only ever hear good things. Come out, come out to the festival next year. We'll comp you. We'll give you the royal treatment. I'll give you your own golf cart to drive around. <laughs> Amazing. And this is being recorded, so I have this on record. <laughs> so there we go. Beautiful. <laughs> Um, I, I guess like, you know, like, I mean, obviously, depending on how much time you have and what's cool with you, I do want to talk about Eternal Boy and a little bit about that kind of stuff. But um, I think it makes sense just to jump straight into to four chord just because at the time of recording, as as you say, it's it's only just happened. Um, So was it the weekend? I think it was weekend before last, maybe that it happened. But um, I think just before I hit record, you alluded to some... Uh, to some challenges that occurred. So um, real quick, like summary, 
good fest good festival this year yeah i mean you know super quick synopsis is that you know yeah four chord was august 12th and 13th in 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 uh in the states here uh it went it could not have gone smoother uh in terms of operationally um attendance uh no major issues of course except the one variable that is uncontrollable which is the weather yeah. uh and there was on our first day on the 12th we were dodging bad weather all day since we opened doors at 11. We had some bands have to take 10 minute breaks because there was lightning and there's protocol about lightning. Uh, and then water parks is about to go on, ironically enough, called water parks. <laughs> and uh, it's it, uh, about halfway during their set, there was, uh, there was a tornado warning that, that went for our immediate area. And so yeah. it was really, really weird. All of the uh, cell phones, all all 8,000 people in the entire stadium, all their cell phones were beeping at the same time for this tor- tornado warning. Oh, shit. And okay. so we, we had about 10 minutes to evacuate the field and to shelter in place. And um, so that was a huge headache. Uh, but other than that, which is a very large headache that I'm still dealing with uh, as of right now, Honestly, the festival couldn't have gone any better. I mean, it's a very DIY mentality. It is, you know, if you yeah. ever make it here and you walk into the festival, it is very warp tour. It is very, very warp tour. Okay. Um, and uh, but overall, it went it went okay, really well, other than the uh, other than the tornado. <laughs> yeah, did did that? So did that stop play for? How long did that kind of put things out of action for that day? Yeah. So. It went on for a long time. I mean, longer than normally in the summer, storms hit and then they go away. Storms hit, then they go away. Uh, But this this thing stayed for we had about a two hour delay from from 715 to about nine, nine o'clock, seven o'clock to nine o'clock. We had to cut Andrew Andrew McMahon's set. um, And then uh, Take Back Sunday had some damage to stuff. So they did acoustic. Um, and then yellow card played later than they should have, and which is fine. That was what we decided, and uh, they finished off the night. And most most of the people stayed. Some people left at that point. Um, when that happens, it's just mass confusion, right? Um, yeah. The internet was blown out, power was blown out. Now, granted, Man. we run off generators, but we had to turn the generators off when there was yeah. lightning. Um, so it was a, a bit confusion for the first hour or so, but. Um, you know, we pulled it together as, as best we could. So it was about a two hour delay ish. And I saw, I think it was an Instagram post you did. You were kind of like, you, you mentioned that and you, you said about the challenges you faced throughout, because obviously you've been doing this festival a few years now. Was that, was this probably like the, the most major one that you've had from the weather at least? Uh, these are great questions. First of all, I love these questions. Um, Thank you very much. Believe it or not, this is not, this is probably not the most difficult thing that I've dealt with in the festival. Um, I was just I was just talking to to somebody with a local newspaper here in Pittsburgh who was doing a story on it, and since 2019 it has been very very tumultuous to do a festival. 2019 I had the Offspring, yeah. and 10 minutes before doors opened, the Offspring canceled. Oh really? Did, yeah, did they have, yeah. Did they have good reason? I I, I got to be careful what I say. I okay. my personal side would be no, they did not have a good reason. But okay, uh, okay. they they they're uh, the lead singer apparently threw his back out the night before. Why they told me ten minutes before doors and not when it happened, right. yeah, uh, is is unclear to me. But so Simple Plan stepped up and ended up headlining. Uh, yeah. Poured Simple Plan hits their last note. Thank you so much, Four Chord. We'll see you next time. Torrential monsoon downpour happened. Wow. So that was 2019 in 2020. Uh, I had Blink confirmed for, I, for I, I remember at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So March 2020, I had Blink confirmed. Yep. 
We announced four days before uh, the United States shut down. Yeah. Uh, show sold out almost in, in three days. Uh, had to get postponed because of the pandemic. We pushed it to 2021. And of course, the awful news about Mark having cancer came out. Of course. And, of course. and they canceled all of, the, all of their uh, dates for 2021. And uh, so Rise Against came in and, and filled in for, you know, whatever that, whatever that meant. They did a great job. Loved it. They were cool. Um, yeah. 2021, we went great. Um, and 2022 was, was uh, uneventful. And then 2023 was, was this. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I don't know if a pandemic is harder than weather or if a cancellation that's five minutes before doors is, is better than weather. But you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all, uh, it's all fuckery. I'm sorry for cursing. <laughs> no, no, curse, curse as much as you want. Um, I just want to talk, take a second just to talk about the lineup this year because the lineup to me is so insanely good. And like, I love what you do here because I feel like we're very much on the same page music taste wise. I mean, you know, obviously listening to listening to the music your band makes and just, you know, the kind of uh, bands you book. And I can see. Uh, the records behind you and i think you're wearing a, you're wearing a drive-thru shirt as well come on man come on yeah. dude come on dude yeah so i mean i just want to talk about some like your thoughts behind some of this lineup because i just love the mixture of it. it's kind of you've got some legacy stuff and you've got some like new bands who are doing really well in the scene and stuff and just like so you know you've got things like uh on the sunday you had sincere engineer did you did you see do you like personally seek out to book some of these bands? How does that come about? Yeah, it's it's 99% of it is, is all curated by me. Uh, awesome. And it is exactly, it is exactly what you said. You know, you've got to anchor it with some, with some, you know, bigger legacy bands and then yeah. some up and comers and then uh, ones that are on the precipice of, of, of kind of breaking. And I think that I really only figured that out over the last two years. I mean, you know, this year, my, I think the lineup's awesome. Obviously, Yellow Card taking back Sunday, Andrew McMahon, like, anchors. Water Parks, like, they broke already, but are still new. Then yep. you've got Origami Angel, Magnolia Park. You've got um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the home team, all kind of, like, on the precipice. And again, like, I don't love all of these bands. I like most yeah. of them, but yeah. I love what they're doing, if that makes sense. Right. I like their their approach, their grindability. Yeah. Um, and, and so, and then, you know, the second day is, is supposed to be more punk, Yep, I can see that. Yeah, and even last year, our, <clears throat> our punk day was Bad Religion, Descendants, and Pennywise, yeah, Lagwagon, yeah. like some of those legacy ones. And then this year, it kind of ended up being more, uh, you know, the Interrupter Streetlight, more more ska punk. But but I mean, you get Gaslight, you get Face to Face, you have Alkaline Trio. It's more of that. I don't I don't know really what to call it. I don't want to call it folky punk, but it's like a, a more mature punk. Yeah, I know what you I know what you mean. Yeah. You right. can see that distinct difference, yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, the curation is kind of the you hit the nail on the head. It's kind of trying to get an amalgam of all. Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of like w what we do for this show. I say we, by the way, because I normally have a co-host. I don't speak nice. about myself in the third person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's very similar. Like uh, lot had lots of legacy bands come on, and then you know the up and comers as well. Like looking at this lineup, there's so many people we've had on the show and stuff. So you know, I like your thinking and stuff. Oh yeah. Whose set did you enjoy this week uh, or last or the weekend before last, whenever it was? Whose set did you enjoy the most? So uh, I was really stressed the day, the Saturday, uh, when the tornado. Understandably, yeah. So, so I, I, uh, you know, I love, I love old school throwback pop. I mean, like I, I grew up in the early two thousands. You know, I'm in my mid thirties, so like I, 
I'm 40, man. So like we're kind of right. grew up around the same time, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's, 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 uh, it changed my life. It changed my life to the core. So, yep. um, and we, and eternal boys recently become friends with, with, with Mest, uh, yep. who was, um, hugely influential for me. I mean, there's a story I told on stage at four chord. That's a true story. When I was in high school and I started my band, which is now called eternal boy, we used to be called the space pimps. Yeah. And, yep. um, and so when we first started, we covered Cadillac, the big song by Mess, and we mm -hmm. told everybody in our high school that it was our song. And so for, <laughs> nice. for years, our entire high school thought that Cadillac was a space pimp song, which is funny. But so I loved Mess, and I loved yeah. Houston Calls, which was a Rushmore Records drive-through band. Yeah, that yeah, was phenomenal. Day two, I think that um, I think Face to Face stole the show. They're my favorite punk band of all time. They mm -hmm. were unbelievable. And what's really cool about Face to Face is that. They're like my favorite band in the punk world and they couldn't have been cooler, which is just cherry on the cake for that. So I'd say face to face, yeah. Houston calls and messed. Nice. Good answers. I like that. Um, out of those, we've only had, we've had t Tony's been on the show before. I think, I think he's coming oh, yeah. back soon. Yeah. Awesome guy. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing that Bowling Pursuit tour in the U S yeah. Yeah. And they've got, and he's got that new song come up, uh, coming out with the Jarrett feature on it as well, which, uh, yep. sounds, sounds like it's going to be pretty, pretty catchy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love it, man. Like I'm all about the, uh, I mean, I'm about all those genres as well, but I have like an affinity for like the old school pop punk. Well, pop punk from that era as well. Cause that's, you know, kind of what changed my life I mean, as well. You know, what are your, what are your top three most influential early 2000s pop punk records that you could not live without if you were stranded on a desert Island, had no food, no nothing but those records. Great question. Um, so out and out first one would be uh, Ever Passing Moment, MXPX. Ooh, ooh. Uh, and then I know it's 99, not early 2000s, but you got to have Enema of the State. And 100%. then for the third one, it, it would either be The Good Charlotte Self-Titled or ooh. or it might be Destination Unknown by Mest. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa, those are, those are good. Those are really... Yeah. I mean, MXPX is always under the radar for me, you know, like... Right. They're like such a great band. I mean, uh, slowly going the way the Buffalo was one of the first punk records that I think I stole from my sister. And I mean, I just yeah. think they're phenomenal too, man. So good. So good. What would, what would be your three? Um, looking at all, I've like, I've like wall to wall, every inch of my, of my office is filled with uh, my favorite uh, bands, like records. Uh, this is really tough. I was recently asked about this for like an, an alternative press article. And I, it's very difficult because Blink-182 is the most influential band for me of all time. Yeah. Um, to lose them at four chord, obviously for health reasons, I totally get it. Don't, I'm not course, trying to be a, a cock here, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, it was devastating for me for those two years trying to, or a year and a half trying to make it work. But so I'm not going to put Blink in my top three, most influential okay. records of all time, but I, I, they are my most influential band. My favorite record of all time is So Long Astoria by the Ataris. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. My I... second fave, go ahead. No, I've got some thoughts on that. I'll come. I'll let you say. Okay. I'll let you say all of them. Then, then, yeah, then I'll come to that. Say it like you mean it by the starting line, number mm -hmm. two, and um, uh, Jimmy World uh, Futures. Believe it or not, not Clarity, oh, okay. not Bleed American. It'd be Futures. Futures. Yeah, it has some big songs on it. Um, no, I was just going to say so long a story. Yeah, like I loved um, Blue Skies so Blue, much. Blue Skies. Yeah, and like for some reason, I just. I didn't, so I do revisit so long a story. There's songs I like on it, but I just don't have. I've never had the same love. But that's a, you know, that's whole. It's a good thing. point. I mean, blue blue skies was like, 
it, it, it's not the same. It's, it's like a different iteration of the band almost. And when you think about yeah. it, but then you get End Is Forever, which I didn't love. But when you look look at the trajectory of like Blue Skies, then End Is Forever, then So Long, you you get like how they got there. But yeah, true, to me, true. When when So Long came out, our previous bass player in the Space Pimps was like, "Yo, this is one of the most this is one of the most amazing records ever written." And I was like, "No fucking way!" Blue Skies is absolutely awesome, and I love Blue Skies. Your boyfriend sucks. Um, one one fifteen ninety six. I mean, like those songs yeah. are unbelievable. There is something that I, I think it's the timing of when So Long Story came out uh, for me that it just hit right at the right spot. And for some reason, like. I could put that record on, drive in my car. I do a lot of driving and thinking just for the sake yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Put that record on at 9 p.m. in the summer and, you know, just drive around my hometown. And I, I just, I can't help but not feel it in the exact spot I need it. Oh, nice. Nice. It's good to connect with it like that. I feel like there's lots of things like this that I just want to kind of bring up during sure. the conversation. But like, yeah. just, just just for the sake of the structure, just a couple of things I wanted to ask you about uh, four chords still, just on yep. the subject of that um because it's just it seems to have grown into this just you know i mean you 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 said it still it still has a diy feel but like the the artists you book for it and stuff is you know it's big time um so you you started this festival like did you solely start this festival and like how did how did that come about and when was that was it about eight years ago something like that yeah, so this is four chord nine. It was just started by me um, in 2014. The first one was in a small club in Pittsburgh. It held yep. 1,200 people. We did it at that same club the first five years. Okay. Um, and I say we again. I guess I'm talking to myself in third. But I have a lot of help now. Okay. Uh, yeah. In terms of talent buying and marketing and branding and so, I mean, it's all me. I mean, it's all me. But like operational stage managers, production managers. Now we have to have that, but. Honestly, it was me and my best friend, Max. Um, Max is, is, is my best friend. He's an attorney. So uh, he, it, it's very convenient for whenever yeah. they send you these long form contracts that are hard to understand. So I remember that first year um, I funded the festival, me and a family friend funded the festival for like $15,000 and yeah. I gave 7,500. They gave 7,500. It was the wonder years, real friends, Modern baseball turnover, the space pimps, yeah. we are the union, Rust Belt Lights. Uh, it, it went it went great. The second year was Yellow Card, um, one of the last wow. shows they ever played before they broke up. Yeah. And it just yeah. I don't know, I don't know. It's just like it, some years were bad, some years were great. Most years have been great, uh, you know. And it just I just never never paid myself for years, and I just started sinking every penny back into it. And you know, I, I had a I, I always dreamt about you know, doing something like this. I didn't know how to do it or, or, you know, we just limped through yeah. it. And, um, but it is in its ninth year this year with the pandemic, I suppose it's 10. Um, it. yeah. And uh, 2024 will be the 10 year anniversary, which we are, I'm hoping to lock in here over the next month, the uh, headliner and yeah. Um, yeah. get it announced early and, and make it huge. Okay. Yeah. I was, I mean, that was going to be my next question. I assume you're, you'd buy the sorted it or are sorting the, the the headliners at the minute. So, I mean, I've got written down here. Um, what, what's the most exciting booking you've had for it? But I, I, I could, I could take a reasonable stab at this and I'd say it would be, would be blink when, you know, when you initially had them for 19, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, every year there's been a band that I love on it. I mean, but blink blink was, I remember where I was when it happened, when I got the email, when I got the phone yeah. call and I actually say, I should have known at that point that, it's just my luck. It's the we call it the eternal boy luck that everything that 
can go wrong, will go wrong. But I took a screenshot of that, of the title of the email, which was confirmation Blink-182 Four Core Music Fest, sent yeah, it yeah. to every one of my friends, every one of my, my family members. Because they know, uh, I mean, I, I sometimes, I'm sure you can empathize with this and I'm not sure what you do, like, for, you know, for your career, you know, outside of the podcast. But every single thing that happened in my life was, was a, a reaction to to being in the pop punk scene and being, and it's very, very weird to see that because people look at pop punk as this kind of immature thing. And now we're in our thirties and forties and we're, we're still living, eating and breathing it. And I'm still in a band and you know, it's, uh, uh, but it, it is, it is, that was the most important thing that happened to me personally um, in the, with the festival, you know, the band yeah, is a separate yeah. thing that we've achieved things and stuff, of but course. yeah, that was it, man. That was it. You know, I, the only thing next, the only thing above Blink that I could get would be Taylor Swift, which I am one of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest Taylor Swift fans of all time. I think she's amazing. Yeah, I saw that from your social media, and I did want to, I do want to um, ask you some questions about that a little bit later <laughs> on, if that's alright. <laughs> but no, I love, I, I, you know, that that completely makes sense, and I can relate as well. Like, I feel so. I mean, outside the podcast, my day job, I work in higher education, but I kind of the podcast takes up a lot of my time, and I also I manage uh, a band who's hopefully going play you know, things are looking good but we'll see what happens with no that. way well first of all wait hold on hold on hold on yeah. you're where do you what do you do in higher education uh so i do like program management i work at london school of economics dude you know i'm a college professor outside of this no i did not know that <laughs> i probably should have known that i have a phd in marketing and i'm a college professor here in pittsburgh outside of being in the band and doing the festival oh shit no way yeah yeah it's gnarly <laughs> i thought you work at the london school of economics holy shit dude yeah 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 i, I, I kind of work behind the scenes there it's uh it's a nice place to work for sure and then you what, what's the band that you manage so they're from birmingham uk they're called love breakers it's one word and i guess they they'd fit in more to um you know, if they were playing the festival the other week, they'd play the second day. So they kind of like almost sound like an English um, gaslight anthem. It's kind of they so they talked with social distortion last year and they kind of fit well with that. But they're very they're very English sounding. So they kind of like whilst they do sound like the punk stuff, they sound a little bit like, you know, like, I don't know, the jam or whatever. You know, they have that that vibe about them. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, dude. I just wrote it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna check them out when we get off. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, please do, please do. Is there anything I can do to help? Certainly, let me know. I'd be happy. Oh, to Oh, thank do you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. But yeah, no, the the, the I guess my final point on that I was getting to on that was, um, but the whole thing because then I you know I played in bands when I was younger as well. But um, what started the whole thing for me was like hearing what's my age again in the summer of '99. Oh. You know, and I was just like, Dude. and then getting Enema of the State that summer, and I was just like. I didn't know music could be this good, you know. Dude, what's I, I know that it's I know that what's my aging and was their single. I I had Dude Ranch before it came out. I was I was 12 years old when Anima came right. out. Like, dude, that I I mean I I there's like six moments in my life that that I that are photographed in my brain. Like when we toured yeah. Japan for the first time, when I saw the yeah. Sistine Chapel, and yeah. one of them was being at a sleepover with my at my friend's house and waking up to much music. At the time, because we didn't get much, much music was the Canada's version of MTV. Okay. And it was not available in the US very frequently. And they were playing and premiering What's My Age Again. And I woke up at four in the morning to the beginning intro guitar riff. And it's, I can, I can smell and taste and exactly yeah. place myself when that happened. There is something about that song when it came out, the video, the riff, the, the, the joking nature, the making fun of everything that was just, yeah. Like, Matt, like, I feel like if that song and they 
they could not have broke at any other time other than the exact time that they broke. Yeah, yeah, it was just all the stars aligning, perfect timing, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. I feel it, man. What's magic again? So good. <laughs> and I guess that that leads me on to the next area of conversation. So I know that you cover you covered what's magic again. I guess it's when you're yeah. under the under the name the Space Pints, right? Yeah, we did. <laughs> but I guess uh, I, I just you know want to talk about Eternal Boy a little bit um, before and like maybe go through the history. You know, sort of just we'll guide guide the listeners through it quickly but um what's is there anything happening with eternal boy at the minute i remember you had a record in 2021 i think was the last one i was aware of yep. that you had coming out um what's has, has there been much happening band wise since then yeah so um you know independent band you take things in stride and and, and you you grind away we uh in 2021 released bad days are over during the pandemic couldn't tour we sat on that record since 2020 we thought we had to get it out at that point. So we released it during sure. the pandemic. Um, did really well. We got on the ballot to be nominated for Grammys for three of them, um, which was ridiculous. Don't know That's how that happened. Insane. Um, yeah, it's one of those. I mean, we weren't on the ballot, like go to Grammys, but there's a pre-ballot that you get nominated for that we did, um, which was cool. Then pandemic kind of started lifting and we got really active again last year. We we toured with Mest. We toured with Unwritten Law and Authority Zero. Um, we toured a lot with a band called Driveways from Boston, who are on the yeah, up and up. Yeah, no, band yeah, yeah. They're going to explode any moment. They're going to explode. It's 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 an anomaly. We talk about that band, how well they do. Um, we uh, and we recorded a new record. So we recorded a brand new record in New York or New Jersey, northern New Jersey, New York City, with Chris Badami, who uh, did the early November, did the Starting Line, did um, Alistair song, nice. did a lot of the stuff that we grew up on. So we have that that we're finishing up. Um, we'll finish it up at the end of by the end of September. Uh, awesome. We have um, some stuff we're hoping hoping to announce very soon internationally here in the next month or so, uh, and then we will release the record in early spring. We've got some touring with Driveways again uh, nice. in November, December, and then we are going to do a whole new record, whole album cycle starting in early spring or early twenty twenty four. Awesome. Okay. So there's stuff happening. I'm really pleased to hear that. That's really cool. Right. Just take me back to the early days very briefly. So obviously it was Space Pimps at the time. Uh, you mentioned you've, um, cause you because you, you covered Cadillac. So you, you formed in high school then, presumably. Yeah. Me and my, my, my best friend from high school, uh, we started the band together uh, just just to fuck around, not, you know, covering songs, playing at our high school, trying to get girls to like us by being in a band. Yeah. And, I mean, we were surprisingly, uh, you know, I look at, I look at, look back and like most band, most bands are like, oh man, I'm so embarrassed of what we did. I mean, I'm embarrassed of our name. We got stuck with very early, the space bands. It, it happens, um, those, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, we were really good. I mean, even to start out, I, I mean, humbly, I believe yeah. that we were better than, you know, a, a seven, 16, 17 year olds playing. And, and I guess it, it kind of showed by, by 17, we were. Uh, we were touring. We we did some of our early shows with some some bigger bands that ended up breaking. We oh, by eighteen yeah, like we were we played early on with Hit the Lights a lot. We played early on with All Time Low a lot. We played oh, early wow. on with a band called Transition from Pittsburgh. Who I was, the lead singer? You know Transition. Sorry, sorry to cut in. Um, if I'm thinking of the right band, I was lit. That's so weird because I was just thinking about that. You know, when you're in bed and you have random thoughts or whatever. Like last night, I was thinking they're not the band. Do they do a record with Mike Carrera? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about because that record, I, they, 
like I didn't love the record overall, but there were three songs that I loved on it. And like there was Dude. one that was very Atari sounding that Mike Mike was on. Like uh, uh wait, I'll wait for the winner. I was thinking yeah, about that in bed last winter, night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike Mike sings on that song. He That's sings it. on yeah. the song. Yeah, winter. they do Tran- yeah, the transition was from Pittsburgh, where we're okay. from. Yeah. And Dude, are you ready for this story? This is not, I didn't even know about this till like two years ago. Go on. Dan from Dan from Transition, the lead singer, a band from Pittsburgh. They signed a, a Christian label called Floodgate Records. They toured, mm-hmm. like we grinded. We were like always at each other's, you know, not throats, but like we're always constructively competing with each other. Yeah. Dude, Dan Smyers, the lead singer, is the lead singer or in the country Grammy winning duo, Dan and Shay. <laughs> Dan and Shay no. is one of, He's the biggest country songwriter, producer, biggest country band on the planet. Dan yeah, Spires yeah. was in a pop punk band from Pittsburgh. Mike Carrera produced his record. That's I didn't know that was the same Dan. That's insane. It's insane. Wow. Yes, it's uh, so we early on we did a lot. We we really um, in Pittsburgh there was a band here called Punchline, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah, that we've had, we've had um, Steve on the show before. Like hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we're long-time oh, yeah. fans of theirs, and I saw they were playing at the festival as well. Yeah, I mean, Punchline's from Pittsburgh. We're from Pittsburgh. We, we yeah, looked up yeah. to them. We followed them. They helped us a lot. So we started off really quickly. We just played shows every single weekend in Pittsburgh. And then then when I was I, – I, we went to college, we were still doing it full-time. And then I remember my freshman, sophomore year in college, uh, we got yeah. signed to a, a label in, in uh, Japan called Kick yeah. Rock Music, which, unbeknownst to me, uh, released – all of the big records in Japan. Um, and we toured there for the first time with the Swellers. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, because they a were, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't know if this is name, but maybe this was after you changed your name, but you had a song that they featured on, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, That's fun. Yeah, but yeah. Being on the road with my friends. Was, I, it was, I, I, yeah. I really liked this song at the time. Yeah, sorry, I, the name <laughs> escapes me, I'm afraid. But, yeah, it's um, called The Glory Days. Uh, That's and it, it was, um, yeah. That's Austin. It makes me feel so good hearing you say that. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So we toured with the Swellers. They, they got signed to Fueled, and then we released yeah. our last record under the Space Pimps. It was called Eternal Boy. Right. So the yeah. last name, the last. So there's a cookie trail for people that love the Space Pimps to find us if, if that's indeed it. But um, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah, I love, I, I love that. I love that song. I wrote that song in in China uh, when we wow. toured China. Uh, and then anyway, so we did that, and then. Um, you know, as it's tough to be an independent band, it's not for the fan of heart. We went through some lineup changes at the end of the Space Pimps, in which case I said, you know, by 2016, 2017, I was like, yo, let's just, uh, let's make the jump. It, it's long overdue. I was already 28, 29 at that point. And I was like, yeah. you know, we got to make the change. We were losing opportunities. We met with every record. Again, the Eternal Boy Space Pimp curse is that we've met with every single record label you could think of. We've yeah. turned things down. We've been denied. I've been told that you need to lose 10 pounds, you know, at, at, at round tables and major labels. And by the wow. end of it, I was just like, fuck it, dude. Like, we don't need any of this. We can make our own inlays, uh, in ways. We can tour with bands that we love. We can do our own festivals. We can start our own label. So I started Four Chord Music, the record label, in 2017. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I obviously, I released Eternal Boy, Eternal Boy record. I released a band called A Summer High that uh, blew up pretty big for a while. And then I released one of my favorite bands from Canada, uh, they're called Harbor, and then changed their name to Fortune yeah. Cove. Yep, yeah. um, familiar. And with so that, yeah. things, things just—I'm just very big on the mentality at this point in my life—is that I waited too long for the 
for the big magical hand to come pick me up and, and bring us to the promised land. You can't do that. You got to do it yourself. So, yeah, and that's, no. that's kind of the evolution of the band is just rooted in DIY ethos the whole way yeah. through. Yeah, completely. Um, just j- jumping back real quick. Um, because because i know you know you kind of had had a bit of a thing in japan did quite well there like what what was uh what, what were those tours in japan like and oh um, man follow up to that also you, you toured china as well so curious what that was like as well. yeah we we uh we got so lucky i got i got a myspace message in 2007 or 8 from uh this guy named masa who uh was the a&r guy at kick rock music said he loved our stuff he wanted to release it and of course you know you got to pre-screen that so that's how it started they released our first Space Fence record, which was called Turn It Up. And then right when they released it, they were like, hey, do you want to come play this festival in, in Japan? We'll pay for your plane tickets. We'll do the whole thing. And I was like 18, 19. I was like, Amazing. mom and dad, can I go? <laughs> and uh, so they let, so we went and we, it was, uh, I mean, inexplicable. I mean, our, our records in stores, cardboard cutouts of us in stores. Uh, wow. I, mean, fan, I mean, lines around the door. I mean, at the time... Like the Japanese scene was like five years behind. So like they were loving like the old school, early 2000s pop punk shit in 2009. When in America, it was like the neon V-neck Cobra Starship bullshit that was out, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So so that went unbelievable. And through that, we met a um, a big promoter in China. Um, It was called Hot Pop Music. And they asked us to come play a festival there where we played the largest festival largest crowd that i've ever maybe will ever play in front of there's twenty thousand people at a festival we played in china we went back to japan twice we went back to china and then finally in terms of international we got um patent pending who are our best friends in the states they brought us on tour in the uk twice now so is it twice yeah because i know you were here in 2019 you know i did i did want to go because you know as you can tell i've you know i'm a fan of your music and i I like them too for whatever reason i couldn't but so to where in the uk are you so I, I'm just outside of, I mean, at the time I was in London, I now live in Surrey. I'm sort of like half an hour outside of London. So I'm London still really, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. near a place oh, yeah. called Kingston, which has a big music scene, but oh, yeah. historically I was always in East London. Um, so, so yeah, so you came with Patton Benning in 2019. When was, when was the other time with them? We came right when we changed the band name in 2017. So we were there 2017 oh, okay. and 2019, right? Like this summer before the pandemic started. It went unbelievably. I, I, I owe so much to Pat and Penning and, and Joe and Anthony yeah. and Corey and everybody in that band. I, I will be forever grateful to them. And then uh, they asked us to come back again. It went even better. Uh, it's, it's just difficult when you don't have a proper agent over there. So we're, you know, trying to right. bum rides with, with other, other friends' bands at that point. But yeah, it went great, man. I love, I absolutely love the UK. I have a lot of family in the UK, actually. Um, oh, you do? But I love, yeah, I love the UK so much. It's such a, it's such a great place. Everybody's so cool. Um, the scenes are very, very robust, much more yeah. robust than we have here. So. Okay. Okay. Any, any places that stood out that you liked in particular? I loved Norwich. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like we, we were playing. I get the venue was like in between where their soccer stadium was. And we were playing the day there was a soccer game. And they do this like march from like the bars all the way over to the soccer stadium. That yeah. that went is in my brain. I love I love um, I loved uh, Manchester, where, right where the yeah. university was. We played it at the academy there. And then the coolest show we played was in Birmingham, which was at the oh, okay. O2 as well which was fucking nuts, dude. 
nuts. Oh, no. Was that the O2 Institute or the main O2? Uh, it was, uh, what, there's three rooms, right? It, it, in the O2 there? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We yeah. played the middle room. We played this, oh, not the small okay. room, not the large okay. room. We played the middle room. So it was, uh, I just love the UK so much. I mean, uh, I'm also, I'm half Indian. Yeah, uh, well, I, I noticed from your name, I, I was wondering if you, if you uh, had some Indian heritage. I, I do. My dad's 100% Indian. My mom's from okay. Pittsburgh in America, but I, yeah. I obviously am so white. It's impossible to tell that I'm <laughs> actually Indian. But there's, yeah. a, I have a ton of family. That my Indian side of the family is all in the UK. And the Indian population in the UK is so robust too, right? That, yeah, for um, sure, for sure. It's just, uh, I just love the UK so much, man. It's a great place. What, what part of what region of India is your dad? That's my so my 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 dad's from Kenya actually in Africa. Oh, where okay. Is is he good? Is he Gujarati? Uh, we are we are uh, we are from we're Punjab, so we're from the Punjab oh, okay. province. Okay, um, but his okay. his he's the youngest of six, and his family moved from India to Kenya for his dad's job, and then he was born in Kenya for that. Went to medical school in Uganda during the Idi Amin era. He's got some yeah. crazy stories about oh, Idi I can Amin. Imagine. But, I can imagine, uh, but. Yeah, but he's 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 super into music too. You know, like he's he ran uh, the longest standing um, Indian radio show for community service in Pennsylvania called Music for oh, India wow. for thirty for thirty five plus years. So, I mean, he comes and supports all of our shows. He came to Four Chord. My mom and dad came. To oh, Four that's Chord. awesome! It's it's awesome to see them there. But like everybody knows who my mom and dad are because it's the brown guy and the white woman. The so white woman. Like... <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no, that, it's fine. Um, my, my wife's uh, British Indian, so she's she's Gujarati, but her her dad's from from Uganda. Like it's, so it was kind of like so. There's similar no stories. No shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, so. Oh my god. Him, him and his siblings and and his parents they they it was during the idiomine stuff as well so you're kidding uh, me yeah yeah so you know where I, where where in uganda is her family from i, I <laughs> you don't exactly. you can answer me yeah, later yeah, i was yeah, just curious yeah, yeah. i'll have curious. to get back to you on that one <laughs> yeah that that's why when 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 you said your dad was from kenya because i know that gujaratis were in kenya as well but but you know, yeah look at that so no, you know all cool. about indian culture did you have an indian wedding i did but yeah 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 we 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 were really yeah. lucky. So we kind of, we were getting married. Um, it was supposed to be late 2020. So it was obviously, but well within the pandemic and postponed several times. And then we eventually got married summer of 21. Uh, but yeah, so it was a, a huge Indian wedding on the Saturday, then a huge Western wedding on the Sunday. So, uh, <laughs> and we, and we were lucky in that cause COVID was still, you know, very prominent at that time, but like it was, we, you know, everyone was able to come and it was, and it was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I could I got married in 20 Oh god. 2018, 2019, okay. 2018. Yeah. And yeah. uh uh I I have such a big family. We just did we did we just signed papers. Like I could not do the Indian wedding. I could never. Really? And she she's American. My wife's her name's Kate. Uh yeah. she's yeah. uh she's a, she's American, but dude, I I don't I do not um uh, I could never do an Indian wedding. God bless you. If there is a God, God bless you. <laughs> was your was your was your dad chill about that? Is he is he not? He wasn't he wasn't pushing for it too much. Right? I mean, my dad my dad's the only one in his family that married a white woman. So I mean, he can't. Uh, he yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh man, no, that's really cool. That's that that's. Um... Dude, we got a lot to talk about outside of this podcast now. Yeah, Jeez. I know, man. I know. Yeah, <laughs> a lot favorite, of common ground. Favorite Indian dishes, favorite Indian prayers, favorite Diwali, favorite all that stuff, dude. <laughs> exactly. A lot of ground to cover, man. <laughs> oh, here, here's a random one that I had written down. Um, 
on the Eternal Boy stuff. Did you did you did you ever forgive Newfound Glory for ripping off one of your riffs a couple of years ago? What riff are we talking about? So I you have to forgive me. I can't remember which song. That's okay. Of, That's okay. Of, of uh, your I can't remember what song of yours it was, but it was their song. I think it's called Stay a While. It was a single from their from their 2020 Stay album. I've not, I'm so I'm usually accused of the one stealing other bands' riffs. I'll take yeah, that yeah, any yeah. day of the week as a win. I'll take no, a look. No, I, I, we we stay a while. What record is that off Resurrection? No, it's off um, Forever and Ever Times Infinity. Forever and Ever Times. But there, there was some people I, talk about online, and yeah, it was definitely a thing where people were like that's like an Eternal Boy riff. Writing that down too. Listen to that right after. Yeah. Like I think the song's really different, but just the the main. There's a, there's a, I can't remember if it's the intro riff or whatever. There's, there's a bit in it when it's just like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be flattered if they did, but I'm positive they probably didn't. Maybe. If anything, I've, I have ripped more things off of them than I should probably be admitting <laughs> to. So, <laughs> have, have you, have you, have you crossed paths with them much? Have they, have they played your festival or have you talked with them at all? They have not played our festival. We played with them uh, on numerous occasions on Warp Tour. We played a few college shows with them. We played, uh, some festivals with them, but um, I, my interaction with them, uh, the nicest people I've ever, I mean, we hung out with Cyrus and Ian. They, yeah. and though maybe they don't remember me, they made such a big impact on how cool they were to, to the opening bands. Like they were really, really fucking cool. So I love that band. My fa- top five favorite band of all time. So nice, nice. Yeah, we've had Cyrus. I mean, you know, I'm saying this all in good fun because that is actually off a new, newfound glory record that I absolutely love. And we've had Cyrus on the show. And yeah, I, I would echo what you said there. He was a, very so nice humble. chap, I thought. Yeah, completely. So you've got a lot of you got a lot of big people on this podcast. I saw some of it, but I mean, I, I didn't know the extent to all of it. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we've 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 had some we've had some decent bookings over the years. Um, yeah, there's been some. Why? why so why why the fuck am I on it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't be silly, man. You know, you're 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 an integral part of the scene. You know, not just oh. From, you using those college oh, cool. words, man. You got to you got to chill with that. <laughs> yeah, tell tell me about. So you mentioned that you're a college professor. Like, um, how? Tell me a little bit about your academic career and how that came about, and how you you kind of balance that alongside being in a independent band. Yeah, I mean, it's. I I tried to think what job could I have that's going to pay good money and give me six months a year off. And uh, truth be told, my sister became a college professor. I kind of followed her path, I guess, but. My whole family are doctors. My, my mom's is in nursing. My dad's a medical doctor. I have tons of cousins. They're all doctors. It was kind of in my DNA to be a doctor, a medical doctor. But um, I think that the cool thing about being in school and being in college was that every time I would go out on the road, we, we would play hundreds of shows a year. I'd come back home and I'd still have like a, I'd, I'd still have something substantive that that I was working towards that 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 was worthwhile. So. I kind of took it literally and I did four years of college, went directly into my master's and directly into my PhD. And by the time I was 26, I had my PhD. I started being a full-time yeah. college professor and I could tour even more starting at 26, 27 than ever before. Um, so it was cool. I mean, I love, I love, I feel like being a college professor, at least the teaching part, not the research part, but the teaching part is, uh, it's like right in my alley. I don't teach traditionally. I am the social pariah at the universities that I teach at here, the, the I'm tenure track at one university. I've taught at all, all other universities in Pittsburgh, but um, yeah. and so my class, you know, my classes are are generally uh, tuned the way that I perform, which is in your face, really offensive, and and uh, trying to get the attention of the of the 
audience, whether that's a student or a, or a fan, but I love yeah. teaching. I would, I, I love that. I get to do it all. I, I, you know, my mom, my parents were always like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta get a job. That's going to like have, have a good reputation for you and make money. And I'm all like, Oh, but I want to be creative and be in a band. And now I get to do both. Oh <laughs> yeah. So you're probably living the dream. So look, you know, what's, what's home life look, look like for you at the minute when, um, you know, the festival, you know, when it, it's the festival's not happening and you're not in the very last run up to the festival and eternal boys not on tour. Like what, what, what keeps you busy? And you know, what's a, what's uh, a I, lo- tip of the day? I love, I mean, can great questions. I don't, I, I don't like talking about myself and I really don't like doing podcasts, but this is a really cool one. So I like it. Um, Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I do. It's really, really, really good. Really relaxing, really fun. Great questions. I, I mean, we just right before my wife and I built a house right before the pandemic. So we moved okay. in like right when the when the um, when the world shut down. We're heavily, heavily, heavily involved in the local animal shelter community. Um, okay. So we have, you know, we're, we're really big on 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 rescue dogs and raising money. We did we have, we have we partner with a, one of my favorite um, nonprofits in in Pittsburgh called Biggie's Bullies, which is a um, a foster based uh, pit bull rescue in Pittsburgh. So we're always trying to you know, figure, figure out how we can help that community. Um, but generally, you know, I teach uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. I have a research day Tuesdays and I'm off Thursdays and Fridays from being a professor. So it is such a good gig. Um, but I'm always working. I, I mean, I'm always, yeah. always thinking about four chord ended 10, 12 days ago. I mean, the Monday after four chord was over on Sunday, I'm emailing agents about 2024. Um, you know, I'm booking, booking studio time to finish vocals on our new record. Um, yeah. Our drummer Mike is a professional tour manager, so he oh wow he TMs yeah he TMs for um, he just did uh, the Youngblood tour. He was the TM Whoa. for the Regrets, which was uh, the the band the main support band. He's TMing in the in in the fall for a band called Point North. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that uh, that that Hopeless Records just had a new, new album out. Yeah, get yep. pretty yeah, big just now. came out yep. last week. Just came out. They got a big radio push. Um, he's TM for a band from the UK called Waster. Um, oh yeah 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 they're kind of uh very much in the sort of neck neck deep sort of uh lane aren't they from from liverpool yeah not not my thing but certainly not, cool yeah, that, yeah you know yeah no no it's that that's cool that he's doing that and it's good for them doing well but i i have an issue with uh those uk bands that try and sound american you know like, Dude, I, like the americans <laughs> do <it. laughs> we t- we talk about that sometimes that exact that uh, about all that uk world but yeah so he does that he's younger than than us he's in his late 20s um okay or I guess he's like, he's going to be 27 or so. So he's, he's a little more spry for being on, on the road for 200 days a year. Um, right. Our yeah, bass yeah. player, Joe is a, um, he has a degree in mathematics and he works at a tech company from home. So we, we have a lot of flexibility. It's, it's what's, that's what's awesome. so great about the dynamic of our band. We, we can go on tour and go on the road and come home and not be broke. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a great balance, but the band is self-sufficient at this point. So we don't, we don't worry about any of that stuff, but um, yeah, it's a good gig, man. I mean, my normal day is constantly working on four chord, constantly working on um, the, the band and constantly, you know, teaching. And then, you know, I very little time to relax, but you always have to find time in the day to relax. So I like playing video games. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know if you're a video game guy. I, um, I'm not, I'm not so much myself, but I know lots of people who are, you know, it's, it's funny, right. like, our generation like you know i felt like our parents at our age wouldn't play video games but it's very common for people, <laughs> our, people our age to do it because it was such a thing for us growing up and, and yeah yeah totally, no, totally. yeah 
Yeah, and we've we've got we've got I'm, just, I, I'm I'm looking out like I've got we've got nine eight acres so of land wow. where, where we nice. built our house. Um, yeah. And even though we're only 12 minutes from downtown Pittsburgh, so it's really cool. So that was a huge culture shock whenever we moved here, and that takes up a lot of our time. Unfortunately, um, I lived in a high rise for 13 years before we moved here, and where right, we had no right. lawn, no nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but it's it's I, I I have to pinch myself every day. Honestly, I have to I. Have to, I have to pinch myself every day. I know we're not Eternal Boy's not the biggest band in the world, and that's okay. Um, I think that uh, I, I just think that I am such a lucky human being. I don't know what I did in my previous life, not to allude to Hinduism. Uh, <laughs> I do not know what I did in my previous life to deserve what I have now, but I have an amazing support system. My wife is unbelievable. She's a um, she's in cardiothoracic transplant surgery. My oh, I, my wow. parents are are supportive and have supported my my ridiculous ideas for years my friends are supportive my bandmates are great i, I just don't know I, I wish i wish i could explain it but all i can say is my last life i must have done something really cool yeah let me pick you up on in your insta bio so you said apart from four chord or whatever so we've got animals listed which um i guess i don't really need to ask you about because you, you mentioned the shelter stuff so i assume well, that's that's alluding to that i guess I am, I am, I am because I'm a Hindu and we are from Punjab province. I am a vegetarian since birth as well. So, oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, my wife and I are vegetarians as well. So, yeah. 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 Can, 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 not since birth in my case, but, but for a long time. But that's cool. Since that's birth, awesome. man. Nice. See, I like that as well. So, you're not like one of these people like, I love animals, but I also love eating them. So, <laughs> <laughs> no hypocrisy here. It's tough to pull vegan. It really, I tried many right, times. I right. love cheese yeah. so much, but yeah. we get our cheese. We try to get our cheese from like not abused cows. And, and that's our goal, right? So like my goal is by like 55, I've sold four cords for a billion dollars. Um, we're retired <laughs> and we've yeah. got 10 acres and we're going to do a rescue farm for, for like big farm animals to be rescued from big meat factories. Oh, that's, I love that. That's amazing. I love that. That's a great goal to work, work towards. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, we've also got horror movies in there. So obviously you, you must be a, a horror movie nut. Um, I wouldn't say I was, but I am partial to the odd horror film. What What are some of your favorites? Oh, God, I love horror movies. Um, so it depends what level of horror we're talking about. I mean, if I'm talking to a horror, horror movie connoisseur, there's a level below the horror movies that you would know that some are sick, some are shouldn't even be have been made. Um, my favorite horror movie of the popular series. We'll go away from the underground for a second. Um, the exorcist is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Um, mm -hmm. uh, my favorite horror movie slasher movie series uh, is probably Michael Myers and Halloween. Um, Halloween is like the greatest month that October is, is just so, so fun. But I, I mean, mm -hmm. I love, I, I absolutely love horror movies. I don't know what it is. It's the thrill. It's like, it's like, yeah. you're almost like gambling. You're gambling, like you're at a, at a <laughs> casino and you're like, you're throwing, you're throwing the die. It's like, oh man, like, am I going to get scared? So I love, I love most horror movies. Um, I don't like funny, goofy horror movies. Okay. What's an example of the one sort of below the level? Just wondered I would have heard. Uh, one of the most messed up movies I've ever seen in my life that I don't recommend anybody. I won't even comment on that one. We'll, I'll comment on one that could be seen. It's a French uh, film that they did in English, but you should watch the French one. It's called Martyrs. Yeah, I, th um, I haven't. Is... I, ha I haven't seen it, but I thought that's what you were going to say when as soon as you said the French. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I've, yeah I, it's. I hear it. Yeah, I've heard things, but yeah, cool. It's sick. It's it's sick. <laughs> it, it, the the uh, it's very gory. It's very very fucked up. And there's like a overarching theme 
that if you pull out of the way from all that gore is very, very, very perverse and, and kind of how the way the world works. Um, okay. So uh, that movie is disgustingly good. Uh, and uh, so that is, I saw, um, the, I guess I'll mention, I, I didn't know what I was watching when I got it. It's called A Serbian Film. Oh, uh, um, which, I, I, again, I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. So, yeah, oh, yeah. dude, I wish I wish I wish I would have known what I was do- getting into. That's something yeah. I would never watch again. That is on the verge of, of too fucked up to even, you know, yeah. exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these obviously can't really exist in the States because it would never, you yeah. know, yeah. be permitted. Then there's um, I mean, there's a few other ones, too. Maybe, maybe, we'll start, <laughs> maybe we'll start a horror movie podcast. <laughs> yeah you should man uh and then obviously we mentioned this earlier uh but taylor swift's the other thing in in, in your bio so um talk tell me how you got into taylor swift and then i'm curious to see what 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 era of taylor swift is your favorite yeah so uh taylor swift i got into late i thought that she sucked uh early on my what my girlfriend at the time my now wife uh, was very into Taylor, and uh, I she asked me to go to one of her concerts. I think it was for the Fearless tour. Okay, uh, yeah, going back and, a while, yeah, yeah. And I was very impressed by, by the stage performance, the mastery, like she's mastery level of of an entertainer. And yeah. I I said at that point, I was like, man, I really hope she releases like a more pop record. And boom, here comes Red. So I'm a Red nineteen. I'm a Red era. Um, but uh, I love 1989 and Red. Red is absolutely one of the best records ever written. In my opinion, and so much so, dude. So at four core this year, it just so happens, uh, all of the concert goes at four core caught wind that I'm a Taylor fan, and they made hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of um, these bracelets that they do at all the Taylor shows, and like it says like like all of the all of the bands' names on it, and like names of bands like uh, Streetlight Manifesto is on this one. It's got a long year. It's got eternal boy on it. So like, oh, nice, um, nice. I think Taylor Swift is, is kind of, there's some things that recently that I don't really appreciate about her. I really don't. I could talk to you for hours about the live nation Ticketmaster merger thing. Um, yeah, yeah. but I really don't appreciate these big artists allowing live nation and Ticketmaster to, to control. I, I think that she controls everything from her Spotify revenue to her Apple music revenue. Why the yeah. fuck would she allow Ticketmaster to just price uh, gouge? Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She didn't have to do that. She's powerful enough to not make that happen. But, but as a performer, as an entrepreneur, I think that she is. There's nobody. There's nobody that I'd rather write a song with, have a conversation, and have a non-alcoholic bottle of sparkling champagne with than Taylor Swift. Yeah, she she is incredible. She's incredible. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. You know, I'm not a super fan or anything, but I I really admire her and like a lot of her music nice um, uh listen richard we, we've been we've been going for an hour now so i think we can we can probably start to wrap this up in a sec um cool this has been cool because i could leave this going for another couple of hours at least um but we we usually finish these things with like just some sort of quick fire questions so um pretty generic but i'm going to try and off the top of my head throw in some kind of very sort of 2000s pop punk oriented ones as well just for, for my you want me to answer quickly too uh no you can take as much time as you like to be fair but uh uh first one have you ever seen a ghost um no that's uh nice and easy i I can give an explanation i mean i do i believe in ghosts i don't i don't know what i believe at this point in my life uh i had a dream last night actually i don't remember any of my dreams i had a dream last night that there was a ghost in our house that's so fucking weird actually now (laughs) that i think about that uh 
Uh, have I experienced weird things? Yeah. Uh, do I think most things can be explained through science? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's probably where I stand on it as well. And it's funny, like, I'm, I don't know if I should keep asking that question because, one, I'm stealing it from other podcasts and their quickfire section. And, and two, like, sometimes when I ask someone and they're like, yes, and then I'm like, well, tell me about it. And it's normally a long story. And then it's like the quickfire thing. I was talking Go to that band. I was talking to that band Beauty School Dropout a couple of months ago and I asked that question. One of them was just like, yes. And he just went, and like, <laughs> and it, like, to be fair, he was answering my question. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Mark Hoppus band, right? It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, you're uh, famous, man. You got you to gotta come out to Four Chord. You got to come out. Do, do a live, to. Dude, do a live podcast at Four Chord. You'll be the Four Chord pit reporter and you can handle the social media. You can do a, a podcast. We'll pay your way out here. Dude, it'll be awesome. Mate, I would be a thousand percent up for that. Dude, so I'm not even talk. bullshitting you. Not even bullshitting you. That would be amazing. But um, yeah, maybe we could fire some emails over the next few weeks about that. Because uh, thank you. I really appreciate that offer. 100%. Um, favorite TV show? Oh, God. Uh, Game of Thrones. Favorite non-horror movie? Um... Uh... Usual Suspects and Empire Records. Favorite, you don't have to pick one because there's so many contenders of different regions and stuff, but favorite Indian food? Oh, God, uh, paneer. <laughs> Has to be, right? Like, you know, it's like some form of paneer, like chili paneer, like is just like oh, the dream. Oh, okay. Uh, mutter, mutter paneer, um, yep. paneer makhani, um, you know. But as you know, Indian food in restaurants is not the same as Indian food made at home, which is much oh, healthier. I know, um, I know. Then the cream-filled, butter-filled dishes <laughs> that they give, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, in, in yeah. restaurants. It's so different. We, I mean, there's a couple of areas around London where it, you can go, and it will be very different and a lot more authentic to whatever region it's. It's you know, it's what? Ja- from. J- uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. The uh, South Hall. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where I went to get my Indian um, wedding outfit, and they have some amazing <sighs> restaurants there. Did you Dude, did you get yeah. out there when you were in London? I did. So I was the best man when I was in fifth grade for one of my cousin's weddings in the UK, and I remember being so heavily influenced by going to South wow. Hall. I remember we. I had one of the best sugarcane Indian drinks of my life at a restaurant called Sakoni's. Sakoni. <laughs> um, I went there for my lunch the day I got that outfit, and I've been back. And then I went to get another outfit. I went with my mother-in-law because my brother-in-law was getting married last summer, and I went. Sakonis, man, yeah, dude, Sakonis is legit. <laughs> I, rem- I remember my dad bought my mom, uh, like you know, saris and so on and so forth to wear at the wedding too, man. I mean, I've got some great memories of of South of, of South Hall, um, you Amazing. know, when I was there. I, I want to go back. I, we, I've always wanted to go back, but it never works out because like we've got a show. Then we, we were in London, and then we had to drive to Glasgow. So uh, like so it was like half that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we'd be if we if you lived in the states or I lived in the UK, I think we'd be best friends. I I feel like there's a there's a very strong possibility of that. Yeah, I'm loving this. <laughs> um, right, let me just fire a couple of like pop punk oriented ones, and then I think we can we can fight we can really wrap this up. Um, cool. Alistair or show off? <sighs> Alistair. Last Stop Suburbia is, is one of the best pop punk records of the director era. Love, love Show Off. Love Falling Star was one of the first pop punk songs I got into. Yeah. I have that record. 
Uh, the record cracked and it still works. I got it when I was like 12, um, but I got to go with Alistair. Who would you rather tour with, Eve Six or Good Charlotte? Good Charlotte. Okay. I feel like it'd be more fun to go with Eve Six. I love Eve Six. Um, I feel like they're probably more down to earth. No, no. I hope they don't hear this. Uh, <laughs> then, then Good Charlotte, but but it would be it'd be Good Charlotte. Yeah, that uh, Max from Eve Six, who who we've had on the show as well, met a long time ago, but he's just become an internet celebrity. I feel like I don't know if you follow his Twitter and stuff, and he's yeah, he just makes funniest guy. He's yeah. so funny, man. That I mean, dude, here here's to the or here's to the night's one of the best, maybe one of the best songs ever written. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, so it's, it's a brilliant pop song. Yeah. Um, if you could, if Eternal Boy could tour with, let's say, three bands from that genre like what who, who are we picking you can have any in 2023 or in 2003 uh yeah let's say in 2023 um when we're taking away the big dogs like blink more of the yeah. more of the niche yeah yeah let's take away the big so yeah sorry i, I this question is not thought out properly that's okay that's okay <laughs> um bands i'm not basing it on draw on like how big the bands would draw anymore Got i mean it. it would yep. be yeah it would be uh the ataris it would be jimmy world and it would be um homegrown i noticed uh you had like homegrown uh poster in, in one of your recent videos well well i say recent couple of years ago when you had all the posters in um yeah it was the, nice i'm looking at it right now it's the drive through records uh, showcase they did uh, in 2001 or two with homegrown movie life arts bandits, the Benjamin something corporate starting line, Finch, Juliana theory and Thursday. What a lineup that is. And I like that the Benjamins in there. Do you remember that? Dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I remember all those bands. I remember yeah. when, when Phoenix TX was river Phoenix and signed a drive. <laughs> Amazing. Proper old school who, uh, okay. Give me two bands from, you know, from this genre who you think were, underrated who should have been who should have been big time and punchline punchline during the action era that that band should have blown up um yep. and over yep. it oh over it oh i think i told you on um when we were arranging this because uh you couldn't do the one day and then you asked what i could do the next day but um peter the singer from over it he was in london and um me and my wife went out for dinner with him and his wife um oh, no shit. yeah 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 he's kind of and I, I know him from the show as well, but we've, we kind of have become friends and like, it's weird. Cause we just, we just would WhatsApp each other after he was on the show. And like, I, I don't know if it's cause um, his, his wife's of Indian um, background as well. And we kind of in a weird way bonded over that a little bit. And like now, now we're buddies and like, yeah, I, I hung out with him a whole bunch the other week, which was awesome. Is he doing music anyway? I thought they were criminally underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no, he, it, it's crazy so he works in animation he kind of like does like the vocal booths and the mixing and stuff so he works on all these huge shows but um a couple of the other guys from the band are like pop songwriters um like if you look up ryan who was in over it and then became the singer and runner runner he and don't look uh, down right yeah and don't look down of course um he look have a look at his wikipedia after this it'll blow your mind like so he writes like Nicki minaj and backstreet boys and people like that and then nick bailey who's over it as well he's 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 a big uh pop songwriter as well but um yeah no P I, peter wants to get back into doing music but he hasn't done it for a while and i feel like i feel like he uh he needs to when silver strand came out even the record before silver strand it was on lobster records yeah I, I was Your timing is everything 
Ta- dude, oh my god, Crush and and uh, um, Serial Kisser. Uh, I just I think I think that them and Punchline. I think it was happenstance. I think that over it signed to a major way too quickly. Um, you know when that happened and, and that record that uh, God, the one where the the thing the piece of the sky is falling out. Oh, the, uh, um, step outside yourself. Step outside yourself. Yeah, it just missed the mark. It, it didn't get the love that the that the major label that uh, that indie would have given it. Um, yeah. I never understood how that band that band got A and R to hell. Really, in between in terms of their label, they were on Virgin. They signed a Virgin yeah, and during the same time yeah. where the Space Pimps. We were talking to Virgin at the exact same time. I remember really, and really? I saw that happen with Over It, and we were like, you know, then their their VP of A and R got fired, and it was just like. But but in all honesty, I think that going to Punchline now, I think Action by Punchline, Thirty Seven Everywhere by Punchline, mm-hmm. those records are the most underrated, most criminally underrated. And the reason there are a million reasons, I'm sure Steve could answer, and and Chris and all those dudes could answer yeah. how why it happened. But it had to have something to do with Fall Out Boy signed and right. fueled at like the right. same yeah. time, yeah. and yeah. the money and yeah. resources going to that. So. And that's another joke in Pittsburgh. Every band that, that Punchline brought on tour, they got huge. They brought Fall Out Boy on their first tour, got huge. Cute as it waiting for on their first tour, got huge. Paramore yeah, on their know, first tour, know, got I huge. Know. Yeah. So, so, um, but anyway, see, sorry, that was a long preamble. No, no, over, that over was over Punchline. That's a great answer. I want, like my answer to that question, uh, and I wonder if you know these guys as well. Like you probably toured with them, but did you? Uh, were you ever into Quiet Drive? Did you like that band? Oh, t- Maybe Misery, one of the best songs, dude. I just think that guy is such a good songwriter. And I love all those Quiet Drive records. And I feel I listen to it. I'm like, this could be like proper mainstream radio rock easily, you know? Dude, maybe Misery was, I'm, I'm, I agree. And again, why did that band fail? Because they signed straight to a major. Yeah. They signed true. straight they to epic, a major. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they missed the whole development stage. They didn't go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. They went A to G, you know? Right. I mean, and that yeah. can. Yeah. That can that can work sometimes, but most of the times you you'll notice it does not work. You need that yeah. indie in between, which is why over it, you know, it's like ah, they did it. Was you know, know they did the lobster thing, they did yeah. the work tour thing. Um, so yeah, man, that's a good answer. What's your other one? Oh, I just I just had quiet drive, so mm, I don't know who would be my other one. I don't know how deep your pop punk DIYness goes from the early two thousands. Throw some names at me, and, and you can you can see. There's a band we're friends with from the UK called the bot or God bottom the bottom line right now. But there was a band from Cincinnati in the United yeah. States called yeah. the bottom line that didn't got signed to Maverick uh, and Feldman no, did the nothing, record. And then, nothing as real as if it ever was. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I just got chills. You're the only person yeah. that I know other than three people in Pittsburgh that would even know that band. I love that band. And uh, yeah, I mean, nothing against the bottom line. Um, because yeah, yeah, I love those guys. The, the, I, the, they were always my so the last band i was in many years ago they were very nice about us basically so i've got no beef against them but i would say they are guilty of doing the fake american accent thing which i would say (laughs) to their face if i was with them so i'm not nothing against them personally but um what what band were you in uh this was a band called spineless yes men at the time which was uh yes man it was one uk uh, band that i just got they just sent me I, i just saw in uh uh, where are you? Um, of course, they're not on here. Uh, some UK band that just sent me their stuff that I was like very impressed with. This is girl drummer, female drummer. What? They- um, lead singer looks like Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional. Oh, um, 
honey something maybe? Honey. I'm gonna have to look at it and get back to you. I don't want to. Yeah, do. Yeah, message. I'll look up and get back to you. Yeah, message. Um, me, you know. uh, but bottom line from Ohio, yeah, like I know because they did stuff with Feldman. Some of it you could hear online, and it sounded great. I was, um, the I don't know, Feldman if you know stuff you, you can hear. Yeah, there's. I'll send you a couple of links. There's only like two songs I found, and um, obviously the other stuff exists. And I was messaging. Do you know? Do you know DJ Rostar? He used to. Yeah. He used to have a, yeah. Because uh, he loves that band, and and he put he gave me like the email for one of Bottom Line, and I did try and hit them up, and I was like, I loved your band from back in the day. You don't have any uh, any files of any of those Feldman songs apart from the ones on YouTube. But um, I tell you, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll I'll hunt out the ones that I know are out there, and I'll send over to you. And uh, love that. I'll, I'll also send you um you know my guys that I was talking about earlier, Love Breakers. There, love it. I'll, love I'll it. send you a little advance of the new record that's just been done. Love it, love it. What what about do you remember a band called Lucky Seven? Of course, California girl, dude. How Miss, are Miss you Fortune. in existence? How are you in existence? I I literally sit here by myself and listen. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one step deeper. Well, first of all, off by one. Yeah. Um. Did uh the the they had the uh what was on my way on was the my best song. Way. Yeah, that was the best song on that. I dude. had that album. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I I can't believe that I'm talking to a human being that knows these bands. There is a band that <laughs> yeah. I, to this day, they have the worst recordings. They were the biggest band on mp3.com when I was like 10. Yeah, they, I've never met a human being on this planet but one person who's in a band called Better Luck Next Time from California that we yeah, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're called, they were called Nothing to Lose. Oh, Nothing to Lose, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's the song? Uh... Just because you think that I'm a waste of time, dude. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah, no yeah. fucking way. Do you yeah, know yeah. that band? It's called On My Own. That's it. That's it. And do you know? And this was going back to about 2011. There was a th- um, there was a platform called Groove Shark. I don't know if you remember it. It was just a thing for streaming yeah. music. It wasn't legal, and you could just go on it. And like, so I would search for things on that, and it had the most obscure stuff. And I was just like. Oh, I wonder if there's any other songs by Nothing to Lose because I only ever knew that song that we're talking about, and they had their a whole EP by them on it. Um, I got the which whole you, thing. As, oh, you've got it. Yeah, yeah. As you yeah. say, it's not not great production, but still had. Um, dude, on my I, way, I, on my own was the best I, song, but the others was there was some good stuff on it though. Dude, I re I re recorded that entire song on my own, like on my own in my own interface at home, um, to like fit a more up to date recording that. If I, I'm never going to release it. I did it just for me because nobody would know who it is. Oh, right? I could, mean, it's, it's yeah, dude. Can you like throw it up on SoundCloud yeah. and send me a private yeah. link? I, I would appreciate it. you found you found dude, your audience for that. Dude, you are blowing my fucking <laughs> mind right now. I I have never met human beings that knew these bands in my whole life. <laughs> nobody. Nothing yeah, to I, lose was like the my fit. That was like the, that was that song on my own was a life changing song for me. And I don't yeah, know where they are anymore. It. I have no idea where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that song because I had a, I had a nice guy records compilation like in the early two thousands, which is how fever? I knew. Say again. Pop, Pop, Pop fever. fever. Yeah, that it. That was it. That was it. I found it just in a record shop. I think it was in Bristol or somewhere like that. And I was like, uh, oh, Pop oh, Pop Fever. I get that. And, student, and that's ha- student, student Rick was on there, and a Juliana yeah. Theory was on there. Yeah. 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 Dude, you yeah, are blowing 
You have an Indian <laughs> wife. Yep. You know all of the pop punk songs that I grew up listening to that nobody knows about. There I mean, go. this is this is yeah. This is, too, are. this is too much. This is a friendship that was meant to be, I reckon. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell I'll tell Peter Montes. Sorry, man, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Romance is over with Peter. Now it's Rishi. Exa- exactly, exactly. I've moved on. But um, yeah, listen, man, I, th- yeah, I've taken up a lot of your time this morning, but this has been thoroughly enjoyable. Dude, so crazy. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, I got one more for you. Go on. I'm still, I'm still friends with this, with one of the guys in this band. They were my top five small band that nobody ever heard of. They were called Game Time. Game Time. I, not Game Time. They weren't from, um, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, what's the guy called? I do not. Don't tell me. Gabe? Don't tell me. No, no. Is there a Kyle, guy called Kyle? Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Devlin. Kyle, Kyle. Kyle Devlin. Is that his band? Yeah. Yeah, he I, just came. I, we just we just played in St. Louis with Mest, and Kyle came out to the show. Oh, that's sick, man. Yeah, no, Kyle, like he's always like um, the, the this podcast. Like he's always giving it a like and stuff. Like so, I kind of I've known who he is for a while. And did you? He put out um, and I can't believe I forgot to talk to Peter about this, but he put out a song with Peter from over it just before Christmas. Which was oh, which dude, was I've, got, really cool. I've got all of it, dude. I, I think that band <laughs> is criminally underrated too, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good show. <laughs> we, dude, when we tour the UK again, man, I gotta take. We, I'm taking a whole day out where we're just gonna fucking go to record stores and talk music. We're 100 percent doing that, and then we'll go to Sacconi's. Be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, bud. I'll um, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you an email if not tonight, um, tomorrow with all the links that we talked about and stuff. But um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you, Rishi. Okay, take it easy, brother.